Shut up, I love it. They're eating Sasha, and then they're gonna eat me! Shut up. I love it. I am Joe Cabello, the one and only. And I am Sasha Filer, also the one and only. And we've got the one and only guest returning here. But first, what is this, Joe? This is a podcast where we bring a guest on to talk about something they love that is otherwise unknown, misunderstood, hated, hated, reviled, uh, lost to time. Can you imagine there's some like dinosaurs that have been lost to time? We haven't found their bones, but they existed. Like there could be something called a dad laphodon. Do you think they're bringing it on Shut Up, I Love It at some point? Yeah, they'll find a bone and maybe they'll have a bone to pick with us. All right, it's early, we're rusty. I don't know what's (laughs) happening. But do you know who's our guest? Yeah, I'm super excited to have a returning Shut Up, I Love It-er is an actor, director, improviser, and board-certified musical therapist, and he's Greek, Spencer Frankeberger. What's going on, Spencer? Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. This is always a pleasure. Always a pleasure <laughs> Absolutely. to have you. It's always good, burger. It's always great, burger. Yes. That yes, second my... one didn't make sense. <laughs> Top quality, top quality movies here. You always bring, (laughs) so I've noticed it's really a lot of like Oscar bait that you're bringing onto the show (laughs) and stuff that I think people watch and it's like, you know, even if you don't like it, you have to admit that it is good quality filmmaking. And that's one thing I would say about you. Thanks. I I really have a a high standard for my movie watching. (laughs) So all that being said, what did you come here to talk about? So I came uh, to talk about the the ever classic, uh, the number one Oscar bait of every season, <laughs> the classic that is Troll Two. Yes. Dang! This whole time I thought it was my left foot. I keep. <laughs> I, keep I mean, there might be some left feet in Troll Two, so you know, and there may be some that are on and some that are off. <laughs> That's true. Good one. Troll so, Two. Troll Two. Um, yeah. This is uh, this is one of those. Uh, infamous movies if you are someone who hunts down certain types of movies. Schlock, let's say. Can we call it schlock? So tell us a little bit about uh, Troll 2. What is what is Troll 2 for those un in uh, whatever the word is? Yeah, so just get ready for spoilers because I can't give yeah. this plot without giving out spoilers. Um, so fair warning. Um, so Troll 2... <laughs> You know, honestly, I wouldn't even say I know exactly what happens in this movie, but Troll 2 is essentially about a family that goes on vacation to this town called Nilbog, uh, and then it gets overrun by trolls. However, as we discover throughout this movie, there's not a single troll in this movie, and in fact, Nilbog is goblin spelled backwards, so they are now at the mercy of these goblins who we thought were vegetarians but apparently want to eat people, so they're going to start eating this family unless the family escapes. And that's... It in a nutshell. Exactly. And uh, it's such a weird history of its name. And like you had mentioned, they are goblins in the movies. There's ne'er a troll anywhere in the movie. In fact, within the first minutes of the movie, it's framed with a storybook. That's like a story that's being told that is very clearly about goblins. (laughs) It's called something goblins. And, Uh, And by the way, Troll 2 is not a sequel. It's literally a standalone movie. 
that they wanted to market on the movie Troll with Jennifer Aniston, I think was in it, or someone oh, was in really? it. Oh, um, really? It's from a like Charles the, Band movie, yeah. Who, like the late eighties. A fellow, like, a fellow Greek Band. actor. Yes, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> yes, fellow <laughs> Greek, but also like Troll didn't do that well. So it was right. just weird that it was like <laughs> trying to capitalize on a. It's not like saying like this is Avatar three and a half. And is yeah. like capitalizing on a movie that did so well. It's literally an obscure movie. It's a it's a sequel. It's a standalone sequel, quote unquote, uh, to a movie that didn't do that well, but is in fact not even a sequel to the movie that didn't do well, um, which is why it just gets more and more bonkers as the story goes on. <laughs> and if somebody is like watching this movie on the edge of their seat waiting for any troll to show up, like imagine like what a wasted time. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're just living in the future and not enjoying the present. Yeah, and I guess it goes to show, I think most people do not know the difference between a goblin and a troll and don't care. I think it is kind of a term that can be replaced for most people. That's a good Um, point. No one's going to be like, well, actually, that's not a troll because the sunlight mm-hmm. doesn't turn him to stone and things of this nature. The bridge, the bridge question. Yes. And all that. Yeah. So I think that is probably one of the reasons why they were very comfortable just saying, hey, we're going to call it troll, too, because that's probably going to give us a little bit of boost in profits over calling it goblin or whatever the original title was supposed to be. Goblins, I think. Goblins, which, mm-hmm. hey. Which- Good. By the way, there's also a movie called Hobo Goblins. So he, he Hobo Hobo Goblins is it Hobo Goblins? Yeah, Hobo Goblins um, is a not Hobo Goblins. Yeah, Hobo Goblins from like the 1980s. So they could have easily just mm-hmm. made it Hobo Goblins two <laughs> instead of, and it came out like the same time as Troll. There, must <laughs> there was have no really, reason. Somebody must have really on the marketing uh, team really loved Troll. Like it was like Troll is perfect. And then I also I also wonder if it's in, and we can talk about this too with the the director's Italian. I wonder if like maybe there's a translation um, mm. element from uh, Goblin to Troll based on wherever. But still, the two is what bugs me because it's not a sequel. <laughs> yeah, from what I understand, he uh, had nothing to do with the renaming and was oh, okay. unaware. Uh, oh, and he was unaware by the audience too, as Best Worst Movie goes to show. He had no idea that people didn't like this movie for the reasons he thought they liked this movie. <laughs> yeah, so Best Worst Movie, it's a documentary about the uh, fan base of Troll and the actors. I actually watched it as well for this it's podcast. Fantastic. Um, and it is a really great documentary. I think it's worth a conversation on its own. Yes. It is a very sad look at Hollywood or, you know, acting in movies and just movie making in general. Uh, in- incredibly disturbing movie, um, but very good. Uh, but yeah, Sasha, did you see that one as well? The documentary uh, I saw a long time ago. That's the one that introduced me to just the concept of this existence of Troll 2. Yeah, I they, saw it years ago, probably when it came out or something. Yeah. It feels like required viewing. Like you can't watch Troll 2 without watching the Best Works movie. It's mm-hmm. very much a double feature vibe. Yeah, and uh, so, Spencer, when did you become uh, acquainted with Troll 2 and uh, and also the the documentary? So, yeah, so fun fact, I actually am trying to remember if I saw Troll 2 first or if I actually saw Best Worst Movie first mm. um, because that movie came out about Troll 2 and I was like, what is this Troll 2 movie? Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure if I recall that someone introduced me to Troll 2 and I was like, this movie is bonkers. And then Best Worst Movie came out right around the same time. And I was like, oh, there's a documentary about this. Let me watch the documentary. 
And then I was like, look, this is an experience of a movie. It's I would say it's more of an experience than a movie, to be completely honest. Um, and I was like, who else can I show this experience to? And the beauty of this movie is having seen it once, I know what to expect. So every time I've shown this movie to someone else, I watch them watch the movie. Mm. Uh, and I think that that's where I feel like it's more of an experience because I'm not really needing to watch the movie because it's very on the nose. <laughs> like, we know what's happening in this movie. Um, or is it really? I mean, Troll 2 and Goblins, it's not really on the nose. It's complete opposite. Um, but... But I would say, so like in college, I guess, is when I first um, started to vibe with Troll 2 and then Best Worst Movie. I think that came out, what, like 2010-ish? Oh, 2009. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. So so right about, so yeah, I was in college then. So around then is like, so probably right around 2009, honestly, is when I first started. And then, uh, what was it, in 2010, that's why, because in 2010 they released the, uh, I believe it was 2010 they released the Nilbog... uh, anniversary edition um the 30th 20th 20th math yeah 20th uh wait no yeah 20th 20th anniversary edition the nilbog blu-ray so that so i picked that up <laughs> like almost full price uh after buying best worst movie on dvd so like i have both of them i've got the blu-ray of troll 2 i've got the dvd of best worst movie it's a classic double feature to go back and forth mm-hmm. to but yeah so i think i think college and also like college is making choices um whether they are the most exhilarating choices or just casual curiosity of choices. And I think that for me, Troll 2 started out as a casual curiosity because people were like, you have to see this movie. It's so weird. It's so wild. It's so good. And I was like, mm. anytime you tell me something is so bad, it's good, I'm in. Like, I am mm-hmm. all over it. I, I very much love good movies, and I love movies that are so bad they're good. If it's just bad, bad, I don't like it. But if it's, like, good, bad, like Troll 2, like, that's that's where we're at. I also don't know I'm like doing like this thing like uh, like I'm slicing my neck off with, uh, <laughs> but it's just like it's so bad it's good. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I'm I a think big fan college, of that as yeah. well. And it's a hard uh, target to hit um, to be good bad, and not just bad bad. And those are that's where those uh, watching with a group movies thrive is when they're that good bad. And I think even on that, the unintentionally good bad. Is, is almost even better than trying to make a good, bad movie. Oh, yeah, and you can't uh, really try, yeah. And also the ones that backtrack then and say it, it was a comedy this whole time. Yes. Which, yeah, yeah. Like uh, The Room. <laughs> but also did this movie did this as well. Troll yeah. 2, they, yeah, they backtracked and said, oh, that was comedy this whole time. Yeah. yeah. The Italian director, unfortunately, still is like, it's just on a quick best worst movie note, like the, the, the most heartbreaking thing of that movie to me is when he goes, he's like, look at this line for this sold-out movie. Everyone loves my movie. It's so great. And then everyone's laughing during the movie. And he's like, why is everyone laughing? This is a very serious movie. Why is What is going on? Why are people laughing at this? And I was like, "This bless this man. He does not know what is happening. Like, bless his yeah. heart. He has no idea. And I feel so bad watching that moment. Because oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I love you, and I love your movie, but not in the ways you want me to. <laughs> yeah, and I, I need you to accept that. Sir, I really, really need you to accept it for me to be comfortable. Um, yeah, and I can, I can kind of uh, understand how it all went down. I mean, it's obvious arrogance with that director of of thinking he knew better, mm-hmm. but also I imagine if I was um, uh, directing a movie in my second language, or possibly third, I'm not going to uh, know the actors aren't acting well. 
Like, there's right. going to be a lot of that. I imagine if I, like, gave my script to some Japanese actors and were like, okay, do a, do the scene in Japanese, I'm not really going to be... I'm going to be like, that was a great take. Right. And then someone who's a native Japanese speaker is like, they really ate shit on that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to tell him that. And he's not going to listen. So right. I can kind of get it. And I love in the documentary when he's explaining what the movie's about and why it's serious and important. And it, he actually sells me on it. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this movie is saying something. That's interesting. I uh, I think it gets lost in itself, but still, it, it's kind of fun to see somebody speak so seriously about something like this. Right. Also, I want to clarify, when I said Jennifer Aniston, I meant Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> Yes, and not a fellow Greek. I have a Jennifer <laughs> Aniston in a Leprechaun, Leprechaun, so a similar. Yes. yes, I think every time I think, I always, I was like, wait, no, she was in Leprechaun. I was like, no, she was also in Troll. I made a choice, and it was not, um, not the right one. But you know what? Every choice is correct because Troll Two exists. <laughs> uh, Sasha, had you'd seen the um, best worst movie before yes. this? Yes. Had you seen Troll Two before? Before I the, saw the documentary. No, before. No, just yeah. for the for the podcast. Okay, so yeah. you saw the documentary, but you didn't want to. I did not see. get inspired. I, I was I loved <laughs> the documentary, but it didn't make me be like, well, now I have to see. That's weird to me. I would think you seeing the documentary would kind of be like, okay, I have to see this, even if I know it's going to be a train wreck or whatever. Like, I have to see it. I don't think it was a purposeful of avoid like avoiding of it. it it's just something that happened. Okay. So don't <laughs> Something judge that me. didn't happen. Yeah, we're all making you feel bad for not having seen I know, Troll 2. I feel attacked. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, I only saw uh, the actual Troll 2 just for this podcast. So, but you so- it sounds like you've seen it, Joe, before and for the podcast. So it was a second watch at least. Surprise. I had actually never seen it or Best Worst Movie. They'd been on Big my surprise. radar. And I'm a big fan, like I said, of schlock yes, movies. I watch a lot of like fan. Charles Band movies. In fact, <laughs> just uh, I'm a subscriber to Full Moon Features. That's uh, Charles Band's streaming service, and they just released uh, um, Sorority Girls in the Slime Bowl Bolorama Part Two or the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Uncorked is great. Thirty years later, the <laughs> sequel comes out, and I will tell you for people who are familiar with the the original, which is a good bad movie. <laughs> Um, the sequel is an hour long and a lot of it is just footage from the first movie. So <laughs> very, <laughs> very strange uh, situation. But um, yeah, I'm such a fan of these good bad movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I have stacks of Blu-rays and DVDs of them. Much um, like so... Spencer here. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I have I have a stack of good bad and like I'm I'm even like, uh, thinking about the fact that like killer clowns from outer space is this weird line for me because it is like a fun movie but it got good reviews mm-hmm. so it, it i don't know if it's necessarily a so bad it's good kind of movie whereas troll 2 everything about it is just wrong <laughs> right but yeah. it's also so right yeah mm-hmm. and it i think it uh, it has the great tenet of a uh, good bad movie in that it is interesting throughout uh there are memorable moments but i also wonder like thinking about it if troll 2 was the original internet troll you know like if this movie was really like back in the day like this is what invented trolling 
because oh. you know what I mean? Like, like, is this, this I don't, theory? I, I feel like I didn't look it up, but I'm just like now mm-hmm. thinking about it because I just said troll like 40 times that mm-hmm. I'm like, is, is this like the true, like what, like, cause this was sort of like vibing pre inner like pre like hardcore internet that we have now. Like maybe mm-hmm. this was like the like carrier pigeon of internet trolling, <laughs> right. you know? And then like <laughs> word was- of mouth, it kind of happened. And then it became this like phenomenon that now people like, why are they called internet trolls? Why weren't they called mm-hmm. anything else to begin with? Internet Is it because twos. of this movie? <laughs> internet troll twos. <laughs> They're actually goblins behind the screen. We know that. We know that. Um, yeah, that's a great question. And you know what? I'm not going to even Google this because I really like this theory. And that is the theory I'm going to live by for the it rest benef- of my life. Yeah, it benefits this episode more for that theory to be true. So we'll live with that. Um, yeah. Also, so- oh, wanted to point out, I was looking up the poster and the original tagline was, one was not enough because it's the sequel apparently but the new tagline is celebrate one of the most disrespected horror films in recent history and fall in love with genuine failure oh wow. they're trying too hard in this second one i think and at least they've accepted defeat so that's good <laughs> well i mean at this point yeah the tagline is the legend of the movie mm-hmm. at the, this point there's no use trying to you know market Sell it, it for any, itself in a different way yeah yeah but i yeah. could see it's so weird to, to <laughs> tagline to be sequel based for that and or, also lean into this scam right. so hard right oh yeah or they also I, I also was just now noticing it says troll 2 is coming to eat a theater near you which to me makes no sense at all because no. like coming soon to a theater near you would make sense but it's like even if the troll 2 is coming to eat to a theater near you would make sense but it just says Troll 2 is coming to eat a theater near you. Huh. Which I get, because the whole movie is about them wanting to eat. Like, But also it's like them turning people into plants and then eating them because they can't eat the people as what they are. Like, it's it's, it's such a mind-blowing movie. <laughs> Which, I mean, and it that does make for some horror. I think turning into a plant is really fucking frightening for some yeah. reason. Uh, in the new Cowboy Bebop uh, mm. series, and I believe even in, mm. an, it's on the in the anime as well, but in the uh, the live action series, it's much more horrifying. There's like a mm. gas that turns people into trees and plants, and just not great. And then when you're getting scooped up for your slime to be eaten, even worse. This has got so, like very like Soylent Green vibes too. <laughs> very green. What do they call the green? There, uh, it's a uh, uh, chlorophyll dr- green. Something like, I don't know. The really, Something like, like deep green, right? Like the yeah, they, inducing. They try to bring some sort of science into it. Oh, they like they need the chlorophyll, so they turn you yeah. into plants. And you're like, okay, I don't need to know that they need the chlorophyll from the plants. Okay, <laughs> it's it's fine. It's scary. Enough. Yeah, it's chlorophyll green. And he was sweating chlorophyll green. To me, the most striking thing about this film still is like, the fact that like no actor is like even halfway decent like it's literally for the first time these people were put in front of camera yep like told their lines and they're like go and so like mom i find is the most frightening person character in the entire film like her expression i'm just like it's like they're all hypnotized children yes like at the start of the movie too when she's talking to the husband and everything you're like okay is is she already like possessed by the trolls what's happening 
Yeah, it's 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 very much, uh, and we can always talk about best worst movie on another show. But it's also it's also very much like if you look at the guy who plays the dad, who's a dentist in real life, he's like, all oh, the fame that I'm getting. This was, you know, I never really wanted to be an actor. I just did it for fun. And then there's like the actors who are like, I wish I could have gotten another role in my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like ugh, the juxtaposition is so wild. Like it, it's absolutely wild how different performers in this movie respond to this movie's offhanded success in its own way. Does anybody think that the dad looks like somebody, some actor that's like a legitimate actor? I can't remember. His yeah, name. like uh, the guy from Tucker and Dale versus Evil a little bit. Um, okay, Alan. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Tudyk. Tudyk. You think um, it looks like Alan Tudyk? I think mm. it's the blonde hair is is I think the vibe that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. But he could be like a mix of that and like something else, mm-hmm. like a like a Chuck Norris. Maybe. Uh, what's oh, his maybe. name? Roberts. Uh, Emma Roberts' father. What's his name? Oh, oh yeah. Um, He's uh, like the knockoff version of him. Poor man's. Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. A yeah, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can totally see that a hundred percent. I think that's the one I was thinking. Um, but, yeah, uh, he absolutely cannot, this actor, handle his lines either. I'm surprised they memorized the lines at all. And his, I'm also wondering if they did. <laughs> his accent just adds to it because it's so cartoonish. It's, and it's also like his real accent, which is the funniest yeah. thing. It wasn't like, can you put on this like performance of an accent? It's like, can you just, yeah, yeah totally, I got this, no worries. <laughs> Yeah, like, what does that sound to the Italian director like? Is he just like, yeah, that makes sense? Now, I I, 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 I I feel like I may not be familiar enough with Italian, like, uh, 1980s, except maybe Dario Argento's movies. Like, was it, are they generally, the is the acting style generally over the top? I mean, and then that's what was going on in terms of we got this. On the set of this film? Well, I mean, the Italian films were very... They used the dubbing and ADR. So you watch any of those, and the acting does feel weird because it's either the person afterwards doing the the actual sound of it or it's somebody else completely different. So I think there is something to that when you watch any of the Italian films of that era and before. It's They are a little, like, goofy. Even the great ones feel a little, like... I don't know, big. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this like, is this like, um, like Suspiria vibes, or is it like, like French New Wave, but like before French New Wave like really popped off, or is it like inspired by like the like, or is it inspired by like French New Wave, um, but being it's Italian? A good point. Like, what were they going for? Like, what was the the vision? That's an interesting thought. Or, yeah. or was it just the producers going? We're gonna make money off of a sequel to Trolls. It has nothing to do, or Troll. It has nothing to do with Troll, but like people will eat it up because it's America. They'll do whatever. So let's just just do I whatever don't you think want. So right, because again, the order of events was that they had the script that was called Goblins. They shot it, sure. right, and then the marketing team was like, "We have a great idea. We're gonna scam all these people who are obsessed with Troll, starring Jennifer Aniston. I mean, <laughs> not to be confused with the animated Trolls movies." Or yes. TV series. Oh yeah, or Troll Hunter, the movie, or yes. Troll Hunters, or the Netflix animated. The I was gonna say, or the new, or the new troll movie on Netflix that people are asking if there's gonna be a troll two of. 
<laughs> and it, <laughs> it looks go. pretty good, actually. I do want to check. Yeah, it out. I want to see. I do want to see a, a real yeah. troll. That is yeah. no goblin troll. It is a real. Also, one. Troll Hunter is a pretty great movie too. Actually, Quite yes, fantastic one. film. Very good movie. <laughs> like, oh, they should remake that one too. Actual trolls. Actual trolls. That's all we ask for. <laughs> goblin too is about a troll. That's what you have to watch if you want your troll <laughs> stuff. The Green Goblin. You just got to watch him. <laughs> the uh, what I there was a moment while watching this where I was like, "Oh, this movie is super inspired and amazing." Oh. That it ended up not actually uh, fulfilling on, huh. and that is the introduction of the sister character, how she's like a meathead lifting weights and stuff mm -hmm. i was like oh this is so interesting because you never see like the teen sister character i agree that is yeah is that but then it's almost like that wasn't even part of her character it was just a thing they had her do. never came back it, yeah i was so excited to see oh is she gonna be like kind of a the badass meathead character but it's this like saves the family girl <laughs> Yeah, because you usually right. see that's like the the older brother who like works on his car and like lifts weights. I was like, oh, cool, we'll see that as this teen girl. But yeah, they don't use it as anything as part of the character. In fact, they I, seem to drop it. Like I feel a lot of this, scene. a lot of this movie to me feels very much like. All right, here we are on set. Ooh, I love this like bathroom. Can let, let's just film. Let's just have you doing something in here. Just go ahead, do it. Uh, we'll we'll tie it in later. Like just go ahead and like, mm. you know, it's not in the script, but like we'll find a way to like add it into your character arc. And then it just like when they're editing, they're like, oh, I forgot about that. You know what? Let's just put it in there anyways. Fine, why not? We have nothing else. Yeah, like the whole dancing like sequence <laughs> with the workout really stuff. One. It felt like he was like. Oh, uh, Americans love working out and lifting weights. Have the daughter the 80s, do that? They did. Yeah, yeah, and then they just like didn't. He didn't really know. He just knew enough because and like all the dance movies of the eighties. You've yeah. got Footloose. You've got Flashdance. You've got um, Fame. Like all these movies. So like clearly we love dancing in the eighties. And you, but only in the eighties and nowhere dancing? else. Oh yeah, Dirty Dancing, Xanadu. Mm. <laughs> so many in the eighties. So many. Skate Town, USA. Yeah. yeah, I, I think, think maybe even Troll I mean, had some dancing think, in it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least movies that I feel like are this bad, there's some vibe of they're really going for it. Like, do you get that this movie was going for it, whatever that might be, or not? Because, like, I feel when I watch Room, Room or The Room, I can always The Room. It. There's also the Room, room, but there's yes, The Room. But different, yes. Yeah. The Room. Uh, when I watch The Room, I always feel like, well, he's really going for it. Like, he's failing terribly, but he's trying so hard. Um, do we feel like that when we watch Troll 2? I feel, uh, that's a great question. I feel like they were like, we have, a good, we have a good product here. Let's just do it all naturally and, like, make it work. They weren't saying, like, go for it, like, go all out. But these actors just kind of sort of kind of did what they thought was acting um yeah. and the director yeah, probably didn't have much to like actually direct and nuance mm -hmm. it other than like just you know i don't think i don't think this director no offense to claudia forgasso but i don't think that this director was like you know what let's make this over the top and cheesy like just go for it i'll bring it back if i need to just go for it the difference with that this movie and the room is that tommy Wiseau also directed the room so he kind of just did whatever he wanted and like thought he was just in his own world kind of doing his sure. thing 
but there was enough people that were not just Tommy Wiseau producing, writing, directing, acting. Because uh, there's just Claudio Fargasso who was directing. You had the writers, you had the producers, you had the performers. In what in what world did someone not go? Okay, I know what we're trying to do, but like this feels like we're not really taking it one way or the other. Like let's either take it back or push it forward. Because I think honestly, this is how these performers just were, with a little bit of direction of the Italian director going like more, just give me more. Versus like, hey, look, we're gonna make this an all out cheese fest. So like literally, just go like. Don't even question anything. Just go all out. Make it feel like it's going to be the weirdest thing ever. And I don't think... I mean, I wasn't there, so I can't say anything. But to me, it doesn't feel like... Right. But it doesn't feel to me like this this, uh, directing uh, and acting team thought of it as either being like a really solid horror movie Mm. or let's just make this as cheesy as possible. It kind of feels like it wanted to kind of sit in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, And trust me, there's Velveeta in this movie. Like, Velveeta won't stop. They've sold out the Velveeta at Target because of how much is in this movie. But I, because it was so unintentional, I think that's where the issue was. If they tried to make that cheese a little more intentional, it would have maybe actually done like a Killer Clowns vibe. And like, actually, because mm-hmm. Killer Clowns feels like it's intentionally cheesy. This one feels in a weird way that it's so unintentionally cheesy. But like, again, the experience is just chef's kiss. Like, ugh. This experience of this movie, which is why I think it's so interesting, because the experience of The Room and the experience of Troll 2 is so different than, yeah. like, the experience of Killer Clowns from Outer Space or, like, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Or any trauma, trauma films. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's it, Yeah, or, like, a trauma film, like Toxic Avenger, yeah. is very much, like, we know it's going to be cheesy because it's trauma. This is uh, a movie that is not even a sequel to a movie that, like, kind of, sort of was fine, um, and I think that this premise, like if they were like, look, it's a horror movie, but you know what? We're going to make it a comedy. Then maybe it would have succeeded a lot better as far as the actual story itself than the phenomenon that it's become because of how questionable of a genre and questionable of a, of choices that were made in this movie have become. And kind of just sidebar real quick before unrelated to anything, but Lloyd Kaufman is extremely creepy, man. Um, I worked with him for a second and he was as sleazy and ready to be me too as he could possibly be like at the time before me too unfortunately was a thing um, not so surprising sleazy. yeah no really, not truly surprising, not surprising but, but, but a film but, legend oh, great great legend <laughs> yeah I, I think with this movie and with the room what they have in common is that uh, everything is super intentional and not intentional in that it's trying to be bad, but like, no, they're, they're trying to make a movie in their way and the choices might not be good or well-informed, but they are real choices. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever gone into seeing some like micro budget features that are really bad. And I'm talking everything. Are you like talking genre bad, bad. or not necessarily genre? Not necessarily genre, but yeah. you can especially find them on like Amazon. Amazon love Prime, them. like because it, it's yeah. my friends, like make them, so I watch them. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> it's always like you know a single establishing shot in a room, and then you stay there for the entire f- five minute scene. Which just... great movies have been made that way, right? Sure, like, it's not a but. But the way they do it is like sure. it's only because they either one don't know better 
mm-hmm. or they, they have no vision of like, hey, even though we're low budget, you know, let's try to do a certain shot. Let's try. There's just no vision. They're just a bunch of people who got a camera together and, and made a movie. And I don't think that's what's happening with Troll, too. I think this guy knows what he wants and he's getting it. That mm-hmm. might not be great, but it's it's leading to a, interesting in things. in an spa- inspired way. Like, there's something uninspired about Troll, too. I don't know how to explain that. Like, I don't feel the passion behind behind the directing. Sure. I was going to say, I think, I think, um, I definitely see the passion behind the performances mm. um, versus the directing. And I think that's maybe one of the biggest reasons that it doesn't succeed in the way they want it to is because there wasn't a true director directing the performances or being like, hey, that's too much. Hey, that's not enough. Hey, let's, okay, so remember, this is a horror movie. So we don't want to like cheese it up too much. It was just an Italian director who wasn't so used to the American diaspora filmmaking and literally went off of what he knows to be this like weird Italian style. Because, I mean, in a way it's weird because after seeing uh, Suspiria, this kind of gives me interesting Suspiria vibes. But like, and we were talking about Argento, but like for, for whatever reason, that movie works because it was supposed to be this weird like, Vibe. I mean, it's called Suspiria for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. But this one going off of it, and honestly, if I, if you pitch me a movie that was called Goblins, it's about goblins turning people into plants and eating them. I'm like, great. How can we make this funny? Because it's not going to be a horror movie in the way you want it to be. It's not going to be scary in, in terms of like how that is going to be portrayed. But I also was looking at it, and I think it's it says it's a one hundred thousand dollar budget, which in the nineties, I don't know if that was like a lot or not. But a hundred thousand for this kind of a movie doesn't feel like a very high budget, which is why everything to me looks so, it's a lot of practical effects that are a little cheesy, but maybe that's why the cast is so unknown and the director is like, you know, we got a hundred thousand to play with. We need to get a director who, Oh, okay, great. Uh, A director who wants to make an American classic, um, which I mean, let's be honest. Troll two is an American classic. Yeah, it is true. So it's whether it's a cult classic or not is, is, it is, I would say, a cult classic, but I also think it's just like a classic movie of cinema. Like, if the uh, the National Registry of Preservation or whatever they're called, they were to preserve this movie because of its culture being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think there, this movie has such incredible talking points for how not good this movie is. <laughs> and I'm bringing it back to that experience because this is something that's like, I've shared it with so many people who are like, this movie's so bad, but like, I can't look away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, exactly. There's just something to that, that it's like, is this movie like that they didn't know what they were doing or did they actually know what they were doing and they knew it was going to make like bank down the line because they're like, people are going to come back to this movie. Did they plan for it to be this kind of a vibe? Or... Uh, you know, like we talked about like how The Room, like Tommy Wiseau's like, no, 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 it was, a, it was a dark comedy. That was exactly what I intended it to be. Where they're going back in Troll 2 saying that, well, we clearly know that's not the case, but maybe, maybe that was their intention all along was to make it this like wild classic movie. Because it is technically considered a comedy horror, which they may have changed down the line. <laughs> yeah, it feels like perhaps, uh, perhaps they did. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I... I think they were trying to make a good movie and that's whatever comes of that comes of that. But that's why 
that's at least where they started. I don't think they were trying to make it uh, everybody remember it for being so bad it's good type of thing. But I think you have to try to make a good movie for it to to get that status, whatever whatever it sure. is. Also, on a quick side note, not to knock 100K budgets, because there are some movies I've seen that have been made with 100K or less, and they're incredible. They're mm-hmm. very well done. Um, they're very nuanced. They're very good. Uh, they just were very specific with their choices, but also very yeah. specific with how they utilize their funding or their budget, which mm-hmm. I think is something that this movie maybe they weren't really clear with how they were spending their budget until they got on set and they were like, you know what? Let's do this. Oh, you know what? Because we went over budget or because this didn't work, let's change the name of God. Let's change it to Troll 2. Let's just capitalize on a movie that already didn't do well in the box office to begin with. Because now, I was just looking it up, and now it's literally called the Troll Film Series of Troll and Troll 2. Which, they're... Why? I don't understand why it's a film series. Because Uh, they're not even related. (laughs) Well, it's like it, what what do troll people troll people if you're listening to this episode the original troll people including Julie Dreyfus one of my favorite actors of all time please reach out and like let's talk it out like how do you feel about being clumped in with troll 2 it and, it reminds me of munchies and munchie <laughs> what that are have, oh i know exactly what you're talking about so Munchies Y'all is a nerds. Gremlins ripoff, okay. and uh, and Munchie is more like a E.T. ripoff sort of thing. Uh, similar names. So I think they were trying to capitalize off each other, but you're like, why is this? You're you're connected just by name and confusion. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no real other connection to your two movies, but they're forever bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of no connections, I just now realized it's not a hobo goblin; it's hobgoblin because I can't read <laughs> hobgoblins. Um, but also, apparently, there were two sequels to Troll Two. <laughs> One is called The Crawlers, mm-hmm. uh, which is also known as <laughs> also known as Troll <laughs> as Troll Three or Contamination Point Seven, uh, and also Quest for the Mighty Sword, mm-hmm. which is also known as Altor 3, The Hobgoblin. The Hobgoblin, or Troll 3, it's a fantasy adventure movie uh, about a king who was given a sword, uh, and then it was, and he wants to bring justice to the people, but now he wants the sword back and gives it to another one. Literally has no characters related to trolls in it at all. But one of the characters is just known as The Hobgoblin because he, like, stole something. I guess that's mm-hmm. the only way you can really do a series of troll sequels is they can never be about trolls right. and don't even need to be about goblins. But they were also directed by the guy who, well, he produced troll two, I think, um, Joe D'Amato. Ooh. So, Shout I out. mean, you know, he, he really went with that, with that. He like really made a choice. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Is there yep. anything else we should discuss before we go to the ratings? Uh, I, I mean, should we talk about our favorite parts of the movie? Like the favorite, like your favorite moment of this movie. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah. I, so I do think the ending is horrifying, tragic, and well done Mm. of the, the mother being eaten. I think it's, it's unsettling and makes it a true horror movie in my eyes. So that part, I think, is, like, genuinely good. A great, like, build-up to that. 
Um, and like I mentioned before, the weightlifting daughter was just a cool character, even though if it didn't come to anything, it was a, it was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose my favorite parts were with the sheriff. Like I thought he was the best actor in the movie. So he was the fresh breath, fresh air that I needed. I don't know how to put it, but he was something that I was looking forward to. And so I was happy every time he came back. (laughs) Yeah. Spencer, what about you? So there's so many great moments in this movie. Um, uh, So one that I I really like, one of my favorite moments is uh, (laughs) the whole scene that you don't piss on hospitality. And like the the pull like the old notches on the hunger pain on the belt like yeah. that whole like like that like what is it like almost like a monologue almost of the dad going off what a treat um, but my I think my it, ultimate, can I just for that moment yeah. that is the one moment that is like not played like a comedy but is a comedy dialogue it's almost hundred percent it's it's. Uh, whatchamacallit, like airplane style humor where it's like, oh, what are you doing? You're taking off your belt. What are you going to do? I'm cinching it tighter. It's just like yeah. the misdirect where you're like, how come there's not more jokes like that in the movie? Yeah. That is obviously a joke. So what the yeah. fuck? And the actor doesn't, his timing isn't quite right for it. Not at all. But it is a joke. And I yeah. laughed really hard at that joke. I'm like, it, okay, you guys, is this a comedy now? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Is it- is it or is it just his accent? Um, but but like that's so on the nose that whole moment. But I think and speaking of on the nose, like my like number one favorite moment in this whole movie is like the plot twist where they're looking. He's looking at the little boy. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the little boy is looking into the rearview mirror of the or the side mirror of the car, and he's like. <gasps> Nilbog is goblin spelled backwards like exactly like that and for some reason i remember watching this just like dying of laughter because i was like this this is the twist of the movie that's the smoking but I was like, gun i was like Nilbog. what <laughs> but like the way it was it was like i feel like this was a moment where the director was like okay this is the moment in the movie like really like let us see your frustration in realizing what's happening and like that's what happened for like an 8 year old kid who has no idea what's happening in this movie <laughs> at all and it just it makes it so much more of a confusing moment the fact that the movie is called troll 2 where you're like okay how much of this is hinging on goblin what I can all like we know right because I don't think anybody watches this movie now without looking into yeah the history of like oh it's it's name is a big part of the movie and like figuring that out but I wonder yeah people who are watching it you know 30 years ago 20 years ago whatever it was you know is it just straight up confusing yeah, or they like went to see Troll 2 thinking it was a sequel and they were waiting to see Julia Louis-Dreyfus again and then ended up getting no trolls at all. <laughs> and somebody was waiting for Jennifer Aniston to come on. So that must I have been confusing. I've mentioned this movie multiple times and I'm like, you know, it's like the fake sequel to Troll with Jennifer Aniston and I don't know. I guess it's because she's in Leprechaun is why I keep thinking yes. that and also she's in Troll. Yes, she is Greek. Yeah, um, <laughs> the Greek goblin actually Greek. in the movie. <laughs> goblin. Um, all right, time to go to the ratings. Let's... Explain how they work first, Joe. All right, this is how the ratings work. We're going to rate Troll 2 on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as our basis of comparison. So that something else could be Troll 1. You could say, hey, the first Mm -hmm. Troll is a 10 out of 10, and 
this movie is not as good as that, so 5 out of 10. Or you could even rate it against um, the color of chlorophyll green and say, hey, oh. it's such a beautiful color. People, they love chlorophyll green. We love it. So my little Trump going to start uh, debuting that on the podcast, Sasha. So I didn't mean to warn you about that. I hope this is where it ends. Apparently, <laughs> it's just the beginning. No, it is really just the beginning. No, but chlorophyll green is 2 out of 10. But this movie is great. It's a 10 out of 10. It could be anything. And if that oh, doesn't make that sense. that was your rating. No. <laughs> chlorophyll green is, I'd say, more of a 6 out of 10. But that's for, right. that's for another time. Um, but yeah, if that doesn't make sense, guess what? Me and Sasha will go first. So I'll have to go with the room because I've used it for scales too many times, and Joe always tells me to stop because that's all I use. It's been a while, so I think it's okay. <laughs> it's been your, a while. It's been a your while. Your meter I've has charged it. up again to use I've it. I've earned it. Um, yeah, ten. Like the room is amazing. It's just doesn't get old like I'm, i miss having not seen it for like a year like what's wrong with me i gotta get back on in on that like i've watched that movie constantly it's so good it's one of the few movies that i own in like every shape and form like in terms of like digital file you know dvd whatever i bought it on itunes any any version of it any format i'm gonna watch it multiple watching party parties are always fun um but uh, let's see in terms of uh, Troll 2, while I really enjoyed Act 1, then after that kind of, I don't know, it fell apart in the sense that, again, like it was, I brought this issue uh, already up, like it's like uninspired in some way. There's something like missing, maybe the auteur aspect. Like maybe I really needed to be more of like this, who is the Tommy Wise of this movie? Like who is the person behind it? It was very mm. passionate about it and fights for every single choice. I did not feel that, that, that gravity, that gravity that holds everything together. It felt more like an effort of many people that fell apart. And so uh, if the room is 10, I'd say that Troll 2 is a 5. Joe, what about you? Oh, let's see. You know, looking at all the schlock movies that I love. Um, schlock you know, connoisseur. Let's say, uh, let's go with Munchie. Yeah. Why not Munchie? You brought it up. Let's do it. Just because so more people can see Munchie. Munchie, Munchie is about uh, an alien guy who uh, comes down to Earth and he is wisecracking and whatnot and it and he dances and is entertaining quote unquote entertaining um and you know what munchie is difficult to watch um mm. it, it's a it's not a great movie you need to watch it with friends um it's horrific and hideous so i'll give it a, a six out of ten now, Troll 2, I think what it has over a Munchie is the fan base and the history. I think there's people who know Munchie, but not like Troll 2. Troll 2, you could do screenings of it and people would show up. And I think that is huge for this movie. I think I would have enjoyed it more with a group. I was just watching mm, it alone. Good um, point. And I think that would have been a blast. So I'm going to give Troll... but But... I was, a, I, there were times where watching it alone, you know, I'm like, can this be over already? It's a little, a slog. 
um, but does have some interesting moments within it. So I'm going to give Troll 2 a 7 out of 10. Hmm. All right. Schlock Master has spoken. Better than Munchie. <laughs> on to Spencer. Yeah, so I've been thinking about this. I'm doing it on a scale of uh, my favorite and least favorite parody movies because okay. who knows, Troll 2 could be the greatest parody movie of all time. We'll never know. Um, no, no, no. But uh, if Meet the Spartans is a oh, 0 out of 10 because it's a awful movie, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And Scary Movie 3 uh-huh. is a 10 out of 10 because it's the best scary movie uh, come at me in the comments, but it's the best scary movie of them all. Uh, Troll Two is a movie. <laughs> okay, is going to be sound and video <laughs> more to the more to the Meet the Spartan side, but Troll Two as a movie and experience, solid nine and a half out of ten. Oh, like yeah. experience, wow. incredible. I love to hear that. Makes my day. Overall. Not not bad scores. Looks like it uh, it got a quinceanera at least. 15. <laughs> 15 points on the board for Troll 2. Mm-hmm. True. Spencer, thank you so much for coming on. Shut up, I love it. Always yeah, a pleasure to me. have you back. Um, what's going on with you these days? Would you tell us? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm currently a tour guide at Universal. If you ever come to Universal and want to take my tour, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also... Uh, I have an improv show, if anybody wants to come do that online, called The Improv Summit. You can find it on YouTube, on Facebook. And I also have my own podcast called Three... Three oh, boy, yeah. that's not what it's <laughs> called. But it's Um It's uh, called Theoretical Thrills, uh, where we bring in theme park industry guests and we pitch ideas to them based on IPs we don't own. Yeah. Very fun. Very fun. Joe, what's going on? I know there's some big... News. There's big news, everybody. So my graphic novel will be coming out uh, sometime in January. I would, if I were you, go to jocabeo.com and put your email in my email submission form thingy, and I will email you when it's out, and you'll know to buy it. It is Bottoms Up Hard Liquor. It is about a killer bottle of booze. So yes. it's definitely from the 80s schlock era of schlock. horror. Classic so. schlock. That's amazing. Um, and there's uh, at least one class open in January that you may want to take at scriptanatomy.com where you would write a pilot from idea to the first draft with me. I'll be teaching it. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. It. I'm, I'm not talking about just something <laughs> random. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening. 